Welcome back to Return to Oz Minute. We're analyzing the final minutes of the 1985 movie Return to Oz. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Mike Carlucci. And I'm not brought to you by a voiceover. Though you do hear my voice over the podcast. How long have you been sitting on that one? (laughs) Since we got to the voiceover parts. Spoiler alert. Aunt Dim's voiceover is back. Ah. Ah. Um, I much prefer the way they've actually done it in Minute 105, which starts with Ozma and Belina appearing in the mirror. I originally only wrote down Ozma appears in the mirror, but credit where it's due. Belina's back, baby! Uh, the minute ends with Auntie M saying, come on, you two! So, yep, it's, it's Ozma. She's smiling. She's holding Belina, who's looking back and forth between Ozma and Dorothy. Um, and all I can think of is how much this reminds me of, there was a live action through the Looking Glass movie, where the Jabberwocky came through the mirror, and as a child growing up, watching these, man, we never stood a chance. All mirrors must be portals to other worlds, right? Oh, yeah. Also, oh my god. I went, go ahead. I just realized that the first thing that comes to my mind now when I picture the Jabberwocky is the uh, God is the season one villain from Stranger Things? Ah! I might be scared of the Jabberwocky. Well, I was definitely scared as a little kid. So I went nuts trying to figure out what movie it was that I had watched that did this because it was really scary because you saw him go by in the mirror before he came out of it into this white hallway, and I cannot figure out what movie version this was. I assume oh. it was the 1985, but I looked up pictures of it, and the mirror doesn't look right. So, I don't know what's going on, but um, a less scary option is um, The Care Bears in Wonderland, which is a wonderful movie, and that has a Jabberwocky in it, and that's what I always picture. It's a, a slightly different interpretation than Stranger Things. Is that uh, Care Bears 2? No, no, no. It's a different Care Bears movie, because there are... Lots of them. Um, but yeah, I'm, let me make sure. Yeah, it is the Care Bears Adventure in Wonderland. Okay. Um, was another Steel family favorite. Um, maybe not so much my parents, but definitely my sister and I. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. There's no Jabberwocky. There's just a girl and a chicken. Um, I want to believe that Toto sees them in the mirror and gets it. And is like, I know what's going on. Well, Toto believes in Oz, so... Yeah, and he would recognize Belina. I, I'm hoping Dorothy's caught him up on all her adventures, so... It should be good. Yeah, she said she would tell him all about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she starts to call to Auntie M, and Ozma flips out and says, no, 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 Well, she doesn't say anything. She makes the shushing motion with her finger. Um... Where's Nate? Because I'm pretty sure this Ozma chick can't be trusted. Well, not I I have repeatedly stated on the podcast I am not a fashion expert. Ozma <laughs> is suspiciously dressed like both Princess Mombi and the Wheelers with her sort of spiky metallic dress. Oh, I didn't even think of that. So either that's Oz fashion or Ozma dresses like the villains. <laughs> I 
I hate to say it, but I kind of want it to be Oz fashion. I didn't even pick up on that. Who are you to say you're not a fashion expert? But yeah, her <laughs> shoulders totally have little like mini spikes going on. And, and, and she's got the Princess Leia look still with her hair <laughs> accessories. <laughs> I mean, it was all the rage. Star Wars haircuts are just <laughs> timeless. From Princess Leia to Jyn Erso to Luke. I don't know. Someone must have had a Luke Scott. Ponsmar was just, he just wanted that Luke haircut. It just didn't work for the part. Ah, another day. <laughs> but I find it very suspicious. Even though I didn't pick up on her possible villainous tendencies. she When she's waving to Dorothy through the mirror, she is happy. This is great. What a wonderful visit. The minute Dorothy tries to call someone up, she's like, whoa, I'm out of here. Like, what? what's she hiding from? Yeah, I mean, because she doesn't care that Toto sees her. No. Does she know that in Kansas, animals can't talk, so he'll never be able to stand witness? Yeah. Actually, Ozma, since Ozma can apparently just apparate herself to Kansas <laughs> at least once, yeah. maybe she went back and already told Toto, like, hey, this is the deal. Mm-hmm. Maybe Toto's in on it. Oh, could just be visiting. Um, and then, well, I also wondered how unslick Dorothy is. So we've talked a lot about how great Dorothy is, how worldly, she's been through a lot, she's seen a lot of things. Ozma's gone. Ozma and Belina disappear from the mirror. Dorothy tips it up so that it's facing the ceiling as Auntie M comes up to her room. You didn't have to do that. Way to draw attention to it, kid. Yeah, like Dorothy would have noticed that the giant glowy part went away. Yeah. That happens before Auntie M enters the room. So there is no reason to tip the mirror. Now, practically, that's probably because having that effect while she was moving the mirror would have been really, really difficult to do. I I guess. I assume. Um, But it's super like, you should have just stood there. uh, Excuse me. And then it would have been fine. (laughs) Which uh, leads me to this unreassuring look. Does Auntie M still worry about Dorothy's mental well-being? Because she comes up to the room. So when Ozma says, you know, makes the motion like, no, 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 don't call Auntie M up here. Dorothy says, yeah. oh, it's nothing. Just a reflection. Aunt M comes up anyway. You know, she's just checking in. And she kind of looks around. And, and I kind of wonder, is, is, is everything okay in Kansas? Or do we need to worry about Aunt M and her quack doctor tendencies? I mean... Maybe she's just looking out for for uh, for her, her investment here, because presumably she didn't have to spend Garnet's cash on the doctor. <laughs> I assume that would have been billed later, unless he asked for it all in all in advance. Mm. Uh, but this this is a nice new dresser and mirror, and Dorothy just like throwing it around against the wall. It it is way too close to that wall and ceiling for a mirror that rotates that far. <laughs> Well, I think I think Aunt M's worried about her purchase. Like, hey, we just built you this new this new room. The house is just finished. Don't go bumping the furniture into the walls. Wasn't that in the room where we first saw Dorothy? Is that the same mirror that she saw the shooting star in? I'm almost positive it is. Oh, okay. But I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ruin your uh, your little conspiracy theory. But 
But hey, you know, the wallpaper, she doesn't want the wallpaper messed up. That's true. But it's got enough room to swing so that Dorothy isn't hitting anything. Although I do like that Auntie M's just kind of like, don't do that, kid. What are you doing? Fix it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, now. (laughs) Yeah. She kind of smells, and Dorothy looks so nervous as she's tipping it back, and it's like, she disappeared. You saw her disappear. <sighs> it's a whole thing. But yeah, the the look that Aunt Em, like, I am frozen on second 57, and the look she is giving Dorothy makes me very nervous for what she's <laughs> feeling about Dorothy these days. So that's, I just wanted to call it out so that we're all aware that there could totally be a sequel to this movie. We've got... A doctor who is presumed dead, but no evidence of that. We have Aunt M kind of side-eyeing Dorothy as she makes questionable choices. So I I think we're all set up. All set up for a sequel. So we do get a little more Aunt M voiceover, which could help the... Could add some ties to the sequel. I mean, I hate that, but please go ahead. (laughs) So her her conversation with Dorothy continues through this minute, but we also get a bit of live Dorothy responding to the voiceover. It's weird. That's not how voiceovers work. Continue. Well, it's one of those, like, it's a voiceover, it's a montage. Yeah, so so Aunt Dim continues. It's a shame about that other little girl. What was Ah! her name? Well, Dorothy's looking in the reflection at the the mirror when she's when she's touching it. Dorothy says to herself, "Ozma." Aunt Em voiceover then continues, "What's that?" And Dorothy says, "I don't know, Aunt Em." Aunt Em voiceover goes back, "Still a shame. Do you know that Doctor Worley had people locked up in the basement? <gasps> people who'd been dis- who'd been damaged by his machine. To think I left you there. What must have been going through my mind? Oh dear." <laughs> And then that's, then Dorothy calls out for Aunt Em. So we get kind of like Aunt Em's voiceover, but mixed in with a conversation that she's having with Dorothy on screen. Okay, so she's calling from downstairs before she comes upstairs? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, So Dorothy and Aunt Em are having a conversation while the voiceover is happening. Yeah, because she's... It's not a true voiceover. It's her calling from off stage, but it's filmed, so there isn't off stage, so it's voiceover. No, well, no. We hear the the story is the voiceover, but when Dorothy says Ozma, Aunt Em says, "What's that?" And then Dorothy says, "I don't know, Aunt Em." To the non voiceover Aunt Em. So Aunt Em's actually talking twice in the voice in the in the scene. Oh. Once in the voiceover, and then there's a brief intersection. Where Dorothy calls her up <laughs> about the reflection. That's it's... weird, and I hate it. And again, I... it's weird because on the one hand, Aunt M should have a lot of guilt about leaving Dorothy at that clinic. But at the same time, every time they try and pull that into the story, I hate the way it's done because it just brings up way more questions of like, wait, what do you mean people found out about, like, oh my god, oh my god, the fact that they have the people locked in the basement brought up again. We have moved on to happy times. <laughs> oh, man. Damaged by the machine. Ah! Oh, and how were they gotten out? Locked up in the basement, evacuated during a fire. Ah. So, maybe Aunt Em is telling Dorothy the kid version? 
Everyone made it out except Dr. Worley. Maybe oh. everyone died oh. except for the nurse. Oh, Dorothy. Hans Mar. understand based on my reaction why they decided not to include that in this part because as i just mentioned we've moved on we've moved on we've left the riverbank behind we've seen the nurse carted off to jail that part of the story is over no more of it (laughs) yeah and dorothy really had had finished that like, like Aunt Em needed, could have stopped her story with, yeah, and then Henry and I rode off in the dark to find you, and oh dear, what, you know, what a scene we found. Like, that's all we needed. We didn't need her to talk about the girl again and have have that then be a reference to the real live Dorothy saying, Ozma. Yeah, and it makes sense. I mean, yeah, she's just saying it to the mirror, but... It, she's contacting a magical world. It doesn't feel like it comes out of nowhere or is weird that she's doing this. She's a little kid. She's seeing yeah. if she can contact her friend in the mirror. Heck, I did that as a little kid and I hadn't been to Oz and had adventures and, you know, defeated kings and witches. Like, it's just something little kids do sometimes. There doesn't have to be, like, something that precipitates it. And Ozma specifically said to do this. Yeah. Like, hey, you ever want to ever check in? Just call my name. There we go. I think I just used totally the wrong word, and now I'm calling attention to it. But anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm totally fine leaving that on the page. I wonder if it's they started to try and do it and realized it didn't work. Like when you do it on a read-through and we're like, wait, what's happening here? Yeah, I I think the whole Aunt M voiceover just it it just it, like it 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 spreads over like three different minutes as she's rolling it out. Well, it makes Aunt M kind of the narrator. Um, no, it it makes her yeah. wrap up the movie, and Aunt M for being she's a very important part of this movie, but she's not like the main character wrap up the story type. No, like, it's exposition M is fine, but mm-hmm. not, like, re-exposition M. <laughs> oh, man. That's re-exposition M. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they made the right call from, from everything you've read. And, it, and the movie didn't start that way. It's not like, oh, this is bookending it. It's... Yeah, she didn't start out with, you know, once... Upon a time, there was a hobbit hole. Well, that would be interesting. I want to hear M's version of that. Um, No, I just realized, though, there is kind of a bookend because it starts with Dorothy seeing the shooting star in the mirror, and it ends with her seeing Ozma in the mirror. And there's a little bit more, but, you know, spoilers, not much. We just need to wrap up this little bit. So it does kind of bookend the movie. Oh, yeah. And we don't get mirrors in between. Well, I mean, we have a room of mirrors, but it's not like there are significant scenes like that in the meantime. It's always just seeing the two of them. So I, I like that. Um, so, uh, 
after she's done making me nervous, Aunt M says, come on, you two. And the minute cuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll find out what she wants these two to do next minute. And the end is fast approaching for those who are keeping track at home. Uh, next minute is our last with action. And then we only have 110 minutes total. And it's 105. So I was going to make a start your engines joke, but it's the literal opposite of that. <laughs> yes. We're in the home stretch now. Um... Yeah, I, I don't have anything else for this minute. Most of my notes are like, but it has to be the 1985 Through the Looking Glass. But it can't be because it doesn't look right. But what else could it be? And yeah. <sighs> I don't know. But uh, I do know that if you just need more Return to Oz Minute, <laughs> go to returntoozminute.com. Look things up. Look up guests. See who you missed. Catch up on old times. Listen to how bad we were at the beginning. <laughs> hey, we weren't that... Well, yeah, there's there's a learning curve. Um, that was a beautiful transition, by the way. <laughs> good, good one. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been a learning curve. This was... It's our first podcast, or at least the first one that either of us has hosted. And yeah, hosted was, and edited and produced and... Yeah, yeah, you're all over this one. And this was the first, other than one guest spot, I think this was my first podcast. And actually, because uh, I recorded Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute with them early. So that didn't come out until well after this had started. But technically, that was the first time I was ever on a podcast. And then I think we launched into this one. So. Yeah, this was uh, yeah the first time I did I, I did behind the scenes as well as just appearing, <laughs> appearing as a guest. Yeah. And we have a website, like got it all. We, <laughs> we did it. the whole we did the whole thing. <laughs> I feel like a song should definitely start behind us as we say that. Like a big Broadway like da 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 and then it launches into the bows. Um but we're 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 not quite ready to take our bows yet. We're gonna we're gonna finish up the action. We're going to cover because I came across some excellent tidbits in these credits and there aren't a ton of them it's not like you know those poor guys over at lord of the rings minutes when they were looking at their credits it was like 20 minutes i think of credits Oof. yeah it was it was significant i think we have what four minutes of credits we can handle this um because there are some my, gems in there <laughs> i think one of the biggest regrets in my life is now learning that you could have just submitted your name to be in the credits for Lord of the Rings. And I did not know that. Yeah. Because it's a fan club, right? Yeah. I I think it was on, it must have been on the websites and stuff. Like, I was reading the One Ring or whatever. Aww. Like, how did that, how, like, in the Twitter age, I think I would have known. In 2000, in 2001, I'm sure that... Can you imagine if they did that now? They they couldn't do it now. Too many people would know. Yeah. They would have had a million names. Oh, I distinctly remember. I don't think their names are in there, although it's been a while since I checked. Um, first learning about Lord of the Rings because my friends in high school, their cat was named Bilbo, and so I got the whole story. And one of them, when when it was first announced, I remember 
Laura stare at being like, oh, please let this be good. Please let this be good. Please let this be good. Because there, there hadn't been Lord of the Rings. There were cartoons. Like, that was it. It's crazy to think back. Like, yeah, in the year 2000, my high school friends were super nervous about if the Lord of the Rings movies would be decent. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely a different age. Um, the third age, perhaps. Uh, 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 well, we did some lovely cross-promotionals for other Minute podcasts. Um, there are going to be lots of Movies by Minutes podcasts you can check out. Uh, moviesbyminutes.com is maintained by Pete the Retailer. He's one of the hosts of Star Wars Minutes, which is kind of a god pod of us all in this MXM world. And I've just caused a controversy. Sorry, MBM people. Um, so that's a good place to check out. I'm so sorry. I'm saying um like every other word because it's been a while since we did plugs this way. But we just want to reassure people that this podcast will still exist. And once you've listened to all of it, there is a lot more content to check out that is related. Yeah. And all the podcasts we've mentioned, yep. look, they all have a Facebook group and people people post stuff all the time with the same stuff that you hear like on this show with weird theories or strange art or <laughs> just uh, if there's a reference that can be made to Star Wars, <laughs> like a time or a number mm-hmm. or something that vaguely looks like the Millennium Falcon. Someone will post it, and you'll be like, oh, hey, that's cool. And all the podcasts have this kind of community where people are just, they like they like that movie, and they just hang out geeking out on that their, that specific movie. So it, it's a lot of fun. If there's a movie that you like, and you obviously at least like 100-something minutes of, <laughs> 104 minutes of this so far, uh, but if you have interest beyond Return to Oz hard as it is to believe (laughs) there's a lot out there and if not start your own there you go well thank you for sticking with us we are fast approaching the end of our podcast but as we said there's plenty more to come uh so come back tomorrow and we will see what toto and dorothy are gonna get up to with auntie m's blessing until then we are Tiog. Piog. 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 <laughs>